0: Alabama fans smoke too many cigars, they say. Doctors explain the risk of the one-a-year-for-15-straight-year problem. Is that a problem? Oh, my God. I read this article. I go, this is a show. I I could do a whole show on it, but we're just going to do an after show on it. So it's about
2: Alabama. Everybody should turn it up. What is it? Everybody should turn it up. Don't turn don't make up. sports
1: jokes. We no, don't. Stay home,
2: you're Alabama. So turn heard, it up.
0: Turn it up. <laughs> Man, at the very don't beginning. make music <laughs> jokes.
1: We don't understand this.
0: October 12th, 2022. This just happened. Um, an article uh, comes out. I have it on my little uh, cigar feed thing. And um, for 15 years, thousands of fans inside Bryant Denny and Newland Stadium have fired up victory cigars after Alabama. Beats Tennessee, not to mention the other thousands lighting up over the world who could indulge in the rivalry tradition in person. So apparently, this is college football. Yes. And Alabama plays um, Tennessee every year. Yep. Nick Perdomo usually goes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And roll tide. <laughs> do, do, am I to understand this right? 15 straight years Alabama won?
2: Uh, that sounds about right. Wow. Tennessee has sucked lately. Sorry, my fellow I, Tennesseans. Well, lately. Not my fellow, 15 years, that, that's something. Yeah. So the tradition is.
0: Um,
1: I know a little bit about this uh, This particular style of game. It's called a money game, and it has to do with homecoming.
2: It's a rivalry. So game. They,
1: they stack the deck, and in intentionally Alabama, for their homecoming, pay Tennessee to, to lose? come in. No, no, no. Okay. But they intentionally pick Tennessee because they suck, and Alabama wants to win their homecoming game, so they pay Tennessee to travel to their Not hometown. True. It's all part of swack. You wouldn't understand.
2: No, usually in the first two games of the year, the, the, the powerhouses will play weaker teams. Yeah. That's the case, but this has been on the third Saturday of October for 15 years. It's the 104 times they've played. Wow. It's called homecoming.
0: So what the tradition is that they light up a cigar after they win. Um, The streak is so impressive, though, um, is not impressive enough, but it means that fans who love participating in the celebration, post-game puff, have had to save a few bucks for their stogies and put their lungs through more than they probably anticipated when Nick Saban took over the Crimson Tide as head coach. So th- this person writing this article is big against the problem. Oh, my God, the, the box they got to put ahead. Imagine the amount of money that is spent Not to on mention. the cigar. <laughs> what, 5 to $10 maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, the while, lungs thing? Yeah. and, and doing That's complete t- bullshit. You don't inhale. While Bama... Remains a big favorite heading into Knoxville this week. A talented top-10-ranked Tennessee team could win for the first time since 2006, giving Tide's fans a break from their smoking. (laughs) So
2: a break from... Wait a minute. If they lose, you just have to throw away your cigar? Just
0: throw it away. You already spent the money on it, but what are you
2: going to do?
1: I think they're going to smoke them anyway. Well, you smoke it in reverse celebration.
2: Did Did you mention when the tradition started? No. 1950s. Okay.
0: So it's not a break from alcohol being consumed at the stadiums across America, the amount of alcohol that is consumed. It's not the amount that is promoted, promoting the tailgate party of drinking, uh, the garbage food, the only option being sold at the stadium, but the one cigar per year that they choose, by the way, to smoke or not smoke. No one's holding a gun to their head? Nobody's holding a gun to their head, nor... Do they get it when they walk in the door? They actually have to purchase a cigar in advance because they don't sell cigars at the stadium. And um, so th- this writer, um, let me say the writer, Ben Flagen, Um Bet you he's a liberal. And he shouldn't write about stuff he doesn't know about but, or, or do some research. But then again, he did a little research because he went to a doctor. We asked Dr. Jenna Boyd-Carpenter, which, by the way, this is the multi-named person, right? Mm-hmm. Always a problem, I find. <laughs> it. Is it just me? No, you're 100% <laughs> correct. <laughs> when there's a hyphen in there, Dr. Jenna Boyd-Carpenter...
1: Oh, it's a hyphenated last name. Yes. Yeah, her parents were douchebags. <laughs> the mom couldn't give up the last name and had to fuck it up.
2: Wow. Well, how do you know she didn't take the hyphen she might after have, she got married? For whatever reason, someone
1: in that is a douchebag. It could be her, her. It could could have been her mom. You're right. Well,
0: and you may have the answer to this in one second. She's a pulmonist, pulmonologist. Mm-hmm. Pulmonologist. Yeah, my
2: pulmonologist actually smokes cigars, but that's another really? story. Mm-hmm. An
0: intensive care doctor in Gunsville. Long-term health risk. The topic is one of debate. She said, "You do get this. Um, you do get this question about what if I am only an occasional smoker, cigar smoker, or cigarette smoker? That falls into a little bit of gray zone. When we look at the data from the CDC." There's not much research or data out there about rare, occasional cigar smokers, about this occasional use, long-term effect and health consequences from that. Yes, there is. There's lots of information yes, on it. The problem is, yeah, the problem is it doesn't fall into your criteria because it says it has no effect. Huh? So you you cannot find anything that says it does have an effect. Correct. is the problem. Carpenter said one large cigar. Uh,
1: she has a hyphenated name, and I'll appreciate it yeah. if you just yeah. use both. Boy names. Carpenter, thank you.
0: <laughs> said one large cigar can contain about as much nicotine as an entire pack of cigarettes. A fact she says often surprises her patients. That's because it's a fucking lie. <laughs> of course, it surprises your patients when it's not <clears throat> true.
1: The, there's a there's also a big difference between just the presence of nicotine and its bioavailability. And this is something covered in monograph number nine, because of the alkalinic nature of the tobacco itself and the alkalinic nature of our mouth, a little bit transfers through our cheeks, but it's not in our mouth long enough to get all of it. So even if you had more nicotine, which you don't than a pack
0: of cigarettes... You're not you're not keeping the smoke in long enough. And here's the thing: the same lie told over and over again does not make it true. Mm-hmm. It's complete bullshit, and she knows it, or she doesn't need to do, or she needs to do research on the subject before you actually. Well, she's looking the- on the
1: CDC. I don't think there's any information on the CDC website, the Center for Disease Control. On occasional cigar smoking,
0: the, she, she's beating up the people that smoke one cigar a year. In a stadium outdoors, in a victory Mm. from a football game or whatever. So she goes on to say, as we always say, complete sensation from tobacco is certainly what any pulmonologist like myself or any physician would recommend, she says. Not true. The term is
1: cessation, but. Whatever. Cessation? It's not sensation. Let me be sensational. It's not. We certainly
0: don't promote tobacco. We certainly don't promote promote. tobacco use but specifically to answer that question for occasional use they're just not as much out there saying how does this affect my long-term health that's because it does say that it does not affect it you can't
1: well it doesn't hurt it it actually says it doesn't hurt you
0: it all it actually says you last a little longer if you do it that's what it actually says, but in the final bottom yeah, end of you're it, less the findings- likely to get COPD, yeah. you're less right, likely to get but-
1: coronary heart disease, you're less likely to get lung cancer so than she- a non-smoker, right? But the the difference is pretty much statistically irrelevant it's within the margin of error of the study itself but the point is it's not worse so she goes
0: on to say nicotine is addictive every occasional cigar use has the potential to risk developing nicotine addiction (laughs) if you abstain from that completely you won't have that risk
2: you know what I, i just went on an airplane flight and when i got off the flight all the cigarette smokers had to rush outside and have a cigarette? No cigar smokers. No.
0: And there's nicotine in tomatoes, in eggplant, in lots of things there's nicotine I in. I question her education.
2: Of course. she hasn't done well, any she's research. A, she's been brainwashed. And
0: she's nor a, the writer. She's the a The writer doctor. didn't do it. What does that mean?
1: Doesn't matter. You know, you know what they
0: call I'm a, not taking a aside.
1: I'm saying uh, you question her education. She's a doctor. She you know, has an education. So listen no. to this.
0: What do they call a doctor that got a D in school?
2: They still call them a doctor.
0: Doctor, right. Yeah. So they're just horrible, but they're a doctor also.
2: Hey, when I have my chronic cough, every doctor I went to, you got to stop smoking, you got to stop smoking. Finally, get a pulmonologist who knew what monograph number one yeah. was, smoke cigars, and he goes, it has nothing to do with cigars. It's allergies. I'm going to give you this pill, uh, Singular, and boom, my cough goes away. There we go. Mm. The CDC says, historically, cigar smoking in the United States
0: has been the behavior of older men, who, of course, have health issues because we're older people, right? (laughs) But the uh, industry's increased marketing of the products to target groups increase the relevance to use smokers among allergens. Adolescence. Adolescence. Thank you. Adolescence.
1: (laughs) I'm not even sure how you got there, Ed Sullivan, because I was striking a blank. And I can speak, Dave. You thought he was going to say Aladino. I'm looking at his face, seeing
0: half of it. Is it melting? (laughs) What's going on? Now, this is actually proven to not be true. True. Mm -hmm. That the government, Mm -hmm. who hates smoking, Tried to prove it,
2: and they couldn't.
0: They proved the opposite, that they said this doesn't happen at all. It's absolutely proven to be not true. It is fake news. This whole article is such bullshit, and here I am reading it. (laughs) Addicted after one cigar. Uh, What? You have to be kidding me. So, But what... Is a what is the one time deal? Is there really a risk of developing an addiction to nicotine or cigars if you only smoke one a year? Especially after the Bama beats the Vols, mm. you got to be kidding me. You, I mean, really, the discussion here is. You get addicted after one cigar. Yeah. You don't get addicted after 100,000 cigars. Cigars are a non-addictive product. Our business right. drops less than half in the wintertime yeah. because it's cold out and people aren't going to smoke cigars. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen with cigarettes. It doesn't happen mm-hmm. with vape. It doesn't mm-hmm. happen with chewing tobacco. But it certainly happens with cigars. Why? It's non-addictive. It's like anything else with addiction properties, Carpenter goes on to say. Boyd Boy, Car- Boy Carpenter. Carpenter. Yes. You have to be cautious of everything uh, with a drug in it, such as nicotine. Every person has to weigh their own decisions and know if they have a tendency to addictive characteristics. Anything that you do with your body has the potential for addiction. You have to be aware of that. She goes on to say, anybody with a predisposition of asthmatic bronchitis or even one-time use of a cigar could cause asthmatic attack in Ooh. patients with other lung conditions should cause some issues. It's- Inhalation. Inhalation. And yes, with cigar smoke, typically people do not inhale, she says, um, deeply into their lungs, Carpenter said. Deeply. And <laughs> t- tends to stay more in the upper oral cavity within the mouth. The thing to be aware of is increased oral and mouth cancers, particularly with cigar use, she said. This is the craziest friggin' article. See, that-
1: did she mentioned in there anywhere about seed oils? A person, a person such, such
2: a- as her should lose her, her license to practice medicine fear because mongering. she's spewing, spewing her own personal beliefs, nothing based in medical fact. And because of that, she should lose her license to practice. Just trying to fear people. The game is
0: today, right? Mm-hmm. And fe- trying to fear people into, fear oh, my mongering. God, you're going to blow up if this ends up happening. Uh, what about secondhand smoke? Does she have the strength and character to tell the truth about secondhand smoke?
2: It's time for Incredible Feats of Strength,
1: brought to you by Camacho Cigars. For six decades, Camacho have been working hard to build the best damn cigar around, and they have gotten through it all by sticking to their vision, the strength to do anything they set their hand to.
0: This Come is it. On, this is the big go. one. The one we've been waiting all our lives for, right? All right, because this this is the after. Sh- this
1: is the sequential after show, yes. right? So it has this to is be. It. This is the, is the one. one.
0: This is the one.
2: So
1: I have here the top ten strongest women of all time.
0: All time, and this is the number one. This Bruce is it. number one. Bruce Jenner.
1: <laughs> Rebecca Roberts weighs two hundred.
0: No hyphen 95 A. 95
1: pounds. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she probably looks like a man. She's a strong woman from Wales, and she has won the world's strongest woman championships at Daytona Beach in 2021. Her log lift record is 195 pounds. It's 20 pounds heavier than me. Her, she deadlifts over 500 pounds and a single handshake lift of 186.3 pounds. That's. 13 pounds heavier than me, Mm -hmm. Uh, are all world record lifts. Rebecca Roberts is the strongest woman of all time.
2: How did did that become all about you? It's it's all about him. She doesn't look like a man. She looks like that girl. That girl?
0: Yeah, she looks like Marlo Marlo Thomas. Thomas. Marlo Thomas. That girl. That girl. (laughs) (laughs) So Mm -hmm. most folks don't inhale while smoking cigars, but some do. In the stadium, with the capacity of over 100,000 fans breathing in that secondhand smoke each year, <laughs> made us wonder, says the reporter. After nearly two decades of whipping Tennessee and firing up, uh, firing up and rubbing it in, does one cigar per year, per dose, any short or long-term health risk for the fans who do it? So, first off, it's an outdoor stadium. It's smoke, an outdoor stadium. Smoke
2: mostly goes up. It goes up. In away. way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and breathing in the air, um, I'm going to say it's way worse tailgating with the people with their automobiles running.
2: Mm-hmm. And, way, and, way worse. And smoking cigarettes.
0: Right. Uh, secondhand smoke, by the way, is a myth. Actually, OSHA says it's fine. Mm-hmm. And I got lots of reports. Again, I could do a whole show on all this, but... Uh, They go on to say, so what about secondhand smoke? Brian Denny and Nayland Stadiums literally go up and smoke when the clock hits zero, no matter who wins. There's your answer right there. They do light up no matter what. The fact is, after a 15-year drought, if Tennessee pulls off an upset, we might see a mushroom cloud of cigar smoke (laughs) over Knoxville. So even the fans who do, do not wish to smoke a cigar, no matter how Pleased with the win, will breathe in, including children. Oh, oh here no. we go! Oh, it, Start the violin music. And Here's the this.
2: stadium has holds one hundred two thousand people. Yeah, if if five thousand people take part in this tradition, and it's probably less. Yeah, to have no
0: effect. It, no matter what, it no is matter no what, effect. it has no effect. Automobile exhaust, airplanes, campfires, <laughs> scented candles,
1: burning leaves in the fall.
0: Should we put our masks back on? Is that the thing? Go to the outdoor Stadium and no, put our masks let's on. not. I saw masks. somebody
2: driving to work today wearing a mask. Wow. In isolated cases, she says, really,
0: the, um, really the only major factor I can think of is short-term exposure. Carpenter said, you have to think about children's exposure to that environment. You do have other patients that are exposed to respiratory issues. I have some asthma patients I see in clinics. Um, this could trigger their asthmatic attack and something to that point. I was born. They have used emergency inhalers. Is cigarette smoke w- with, uh, because of cigarette smoke?
1: I was born with asthma. Never in my life ever did I ever have an asthma attack triggered by cigarette smoke because back then everybody smoked everywhere. Mm -hmm. Or cigar smoke. My grandfather smoked everywhere. In the car with the windows up. That's that's how I grew up
0: like a man.
1: Never in my life ever. And I had asthma bad. Did I ever get an asthma attack from smoke of any kind? Did cigar smoking cure
2: your asthma? I mean. I I know I breathe better because I learned to take the time and slow down. Well. Dave, I, I have one question. Does Boyd Carpenter talk anything about lectins in
0: there? No mention of lectin, but she's so she, obviously she,
1: a psychopath.
0: She <laughs> wants you to be aware. She repeats, uh, repeated that she has enough data to confirm major long-term risk of a once-a-year celebration cigar but warns the other dangers that you should consider. The main thing I want people to think about is the long-term effect from second-hand exposure and the effect of long-term smoking. To just be aware, she said, know that nicotine is addictive. What about alcohol? But know that nicotine is barely present in a cigar cigar compared to a tomato.
2: I would like to see her data, too. She
0: she says she has a lot. But she has nothing. Secondhand smoke exposure can be a big deal chronically over a long period of time. I've got patients I see in the clinic who never smoked a day in their life, but I follow them through COPD um, causes of bronchitis, cough, shortness of breath, particularly if they, uh, uh, they're they exerting themselves. Maybe they're overweight. Maybe mm-hmm. they have other issues. Well, she
1: just admitted Why? right there that they're not smokers and they have COPD because yeah, that's yes. the majority of people that get COPD.
0: Non-smokers. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. And it's not from secondhand smoke. And mm-hmm. you've got to imagine secondhand smoke over the past 20 years.
1: More. Way on the decline.
0: Mm-hmm. way on the and get more people to get in the copd and all that stuff you've been looking looking in the wrong places you haven't been coming here to the cigar authority and to the writer ben flanagan you went to the wrong person on this if you wanted a good article with correct information but what you wanted is to stir the pot you you wanted something to piss somebody off excite somebody (laughs) Well, you did it. Before, you need the cigar authority pissed or, off.
2: Or he just goes to the game and doesn't enjoy cigar smoke. He,
0: you know what the funny thing is? He's probably going to light up a cigar too. <laughs> who the hell knows what ends up happening. But that's the after show for today. Stick the lid end in your mouth. You might like it.